are live, everybody. But we're also on tape. We are deep down in the bowels of Lease Music, episode 77, Kamloops Last Week. Chris Folds, Greg the Engineer returns, Magic Mike and Bill at the controls. You're sick, 77. What's going on? Oh, I'm just getting over a wicked, wicked sickness for the last few days. It's like, ever since COVID come, we're sick all the time. We don't know if it's COVID or the flu or a science infection or whatever. It's Not just, me, uh, I'm superhuman. And yeah, you're superhuman. That's no great. Problems. So I'm just getting over, uh, over a sickness. And um, Greg's got Greg's back. Greg's back. He was sick too. Greg had a stomach. I have stomach issues too, Greg. I got, uh, yeah, everything like that. But um, yeah, 77. Should, we should mention the king of rock and roll, the greatest singer of all time. He died in 1977. Um, August 16th at the age of 42. His daughter just died a couple weeks ago. So if he would have survived, mm-hmm. how old would he be? He, would have, he was born 1935 on January 35, so he would have so been he could have uh, still been, four, he five, could have six, still seven, been eight, nine, in here. Yeah, 80, 80 something years old. Yeah, he would have been still singing. So um, yeah, he died at 42. A couple years ago, actually, was the first time where he was dead longer than he was alive for the first time, which is interesting. Elvis, mean anything to you? Uh, well, yeah, well, you know, if he was still alive, he'd be playing a river song guitar, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It would be, yeah, yeah, love me tender with those strings. Yes. And 77, I did my little uh, homework last night. Dancing Queen was the top song Abba. in 1977. Right. Uh, we Will Rock You, Brick House by the Commodores. Oh, yes. Unbelievable song, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah um, She's a brick house. Disco Inferno. Oh, yes. Okay. And you know what I, I didn't... It's funny. That was the disco height year. of disco, 77. That's a good year. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But also, one of the greatest songs of all time were this year, which was Hotel California. Yes. See, I to me, it's so overplayed, I, I, yeah. I can't it, that, that whole album is unbelievable, but you're right. If yeah. you overplay something. But but forget the overplaying Hotel California, that album. It, it, actually, the the album itself, remember you put them on the wall as, as, as art? But that every song on that album... Just, Witchy, it, Witchy Woman's got to be in that... Is that... Same album? Which Woman's, oh, Which Woman's a great song. No, it's not a good song at all. Better than Hotel California. No, you know what the best Eagles song is? The best is, um, um, what's it called? It's, uh, <laughs> it's so good he can't remember. No, it. no. It's, um, you Can't Hide. Your Lying Eyes. Your lying Eyes, eyes is, is yeah. the best song, and there's no debate. It's, it's a fact. Really? Yes. No. Yeah, it is. It, it, when I did Listen to poll, the story in the song. It's, it's amazing. We don't need another Hotel California minute. live version That's is good the too. best yes. song. I heard Don Henley was a bit of a dick. Uh, Might have been, but well, great. Aren't we all? But you're the Eagles. Yeah. You you're, know, like, speaking of egos, your ego today, you're, we're on my time. That's what you were saying <laughs> earlier. We're on my, by the way, the magic mirror here. We're looking for a sponsor, aren't we, Mike? We, we are. You know, and and uh, you will get full full screenshots like this. But we're also going to put like an actual really slick background in there. Maybe it's Volkswagen that wants to, and we have some kind of a, a, a VW logo there or VW a car right there, yeah. with Terry yeah. Lowe's face coming out. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. Great show today. Unbelievable show today. Shane Goffertson coming on? Yes, he's on his way right now from Tobiano. Shane Goffertson is the former uh, Cookby chief of uh, the Tecumloops uh, band. And um, he and the uh, Seashell Band, Seashell Band, uh, back in 2012, launched an action against the government to get reparations for residential schools. And there was a massive settlement we wrote about last week, and he's going to talk about it. 2.8 billion. 2.9 billion. 2.9 billion. That's right. Wow. We also have the firecracker herself, Tara Holmes, right. resident romance expert. Valentine's Day is coming up, so we're going to have her on, talk about advice for the big day. And what about you? Do you are you a Valentine's Day couple? Are you and Monica? Uh, 
You know, um, I used to be. Uh, after 22 years, uh, we kind of, I said to her this morning, hey, what do you want to do for Valentine's Day? And she looked at me like I was sick. <laughs> so uh, we, we tend to do things that uh, every day, like we write each other little love notes. Uh, and what was funny was um, we, we've got this big video go- coming out uh, about the history of River Song Guitars. So they asked me to find all my old books that I used to write my notes and stuff in. And uh, I'm going through it, and there's a love note from Monica. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that we do, and you find them years later. And, and uh, so we do a lot of that. that kind of and then, you know, you'll, you'll act like a dog near the stove. Yeah, you start panting. And up, the special up, costumes. Yeah, now, we also have two special Olympians coming on, Megan Gurley and Olivia. Special Olympics BC Winter Games. They start tomorrow. You're going to be there. February 2nd, opening ceremony at 7 p.m. at the Tournament Capital Centre. Everybody's welcome. It's free to attend. So if you want to come out and uh, at Tournament Capital Centre, you watch the opening ceremony with all the athletes. And then on February 3rd and 4th, are the events at various venues. If you pick up today's newspaper, Camloose This Week, uh, February 1st edition, online at camloosethisweek.com, you can see the digital edition. Uh, turn to page 22 and 23, and it's everything's in there about what's happening with the Special Olympics. About 500 athletes. They need 800 volunteers to make this event go, so that's yeah. pretty cool. The city comes together and, yeah. and gets, um, gets that going. Two new commercials today. Did you know that, Mike? Two new commercials today. I, I did not know that. What, what are the commercials? Well, I filmed one with Gourds last weekend, and we also have our first ever Club Car Beverages commercial. It's pretty slick. It's a lot more slick than the ones that I put together. And because uh, they're on board officially today, as of today, February 1st, they're on board. And we hope this is a long relationship. We're going to start teasing the distillery soon. We can't say too much about it, but we do talk about their love of music, don't we, Mike? They're amazing. I, I had a great chat um, yesterday, actually, because we have some local artists that uh, are looking for some support and they were all over it. They're all over anything music-related, emerging artist-related, uh, and 25 cents of every can goes towards helping emerging artists. So uh, we're talking about venues. We're talking all sorts of stuff. It's great to have a forward-thinking distillery like this in Kamloops that really wants to uh, help promote uh, live music. And it's great to have four amazing flavors, Peach, Melba, Berry Crush, Sea Breeze, and Pineapple Mojito. And, well. and they're not too sugary. They're, they're really, it's actually um, a wonderful thing to drink. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's nice. Next week, we'll have some product placement. Before that, though, we have to talk about what we, we did. I mean, you, all three of us, and please remember the good thing that we did. We didn't go bird watching this no. time, did we? No, we didn't. No, did I, we I do? love birds. I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing any you know, more like woodpeckers. I, and it's, it's a thing for mm-hmm. me, but. What did we do, though? Well, um, this past weekend. We wanted to learn how to build canoes. Mm-hmm. So we went out and, uh, and wanted to uh, actually build a canoe. Because, you know, the river is kind of still cold and icy. Mm-hmm. But we figured that we'd have enough time to, to uh, do something like that. So we started off, like every good start is, with uh, a cup of coffee from McDonald's. Yes, but I thought this has to be a unique canoe trip. And I wanted to have a club car in the canoe so we could carouse together in the back. And I, I brought some club car vodkas with us to get that going. Mm-hmm. Like the old times. That's right. That's right. Yes. Just like the fur traders used to back in the day. They would yeah. come down and they'd with have their... With their club cars. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yes. uh, vodka infused yes. drink. Yes. 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 I think the Fort of Kamloops had a club car section in it where they put the snow in there to keep it cold. We were going down the river and we looked over to Mission Flats and I thought I saw a distillery popping up at the time. It might have been. It might have been that too. And uh, on the on the beach there, because uh, you know the workers are working hard to put the distillery up. They get tired. They were laying down. There were some Sealy mattresses there. They couldn't some believe it. Mattresses. And they were like a good shape. Haven't been outside all day. And you, uh, 
he wasn't pulling his weight with the paddling, right? Like he's sitting in the back there just reading a book, right? So we were splashing away and he's getting all dirty. We had to go to Gord's to get a washing machine. Yeah, just, yeah. To, just to put my clothes in there. And what's out. amazing is when you take your, your even just slightly damp clothes, put them in the dryer, get them nice and hot, there's nothing like, nothing like that. putting on a warm sweater. And then what we did to cap the day off, after we got out of the canoe, we went to the Aberdeen location, McDonald's, brand new Playland. It was a brand new, and you loved that because you put your, what is it, Kermit? No, who's the uh, the McDonald's? Oh, Grimace. 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 Yeah, the Grimace, Grimace costume yeah. came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, you know, I got that. I, I originally got that Grimace hat for uh, Business Excellence Awards a few years ago. And uh, yeah, it is it is so much fun. I love those kind of things. And I was pushing mm. the kids out of the way. Get out of here. Yeah, we were taking bets on which kid would survive. That's bet stamp. Bet stamp, that's right. What is it? It's the Travago of, uh, of betting. So if you go, if you want to get a hotel room and you don't want to go to 500 sites to find the best uh, hotel room, you go to Travago or one of those sites, hotels.com, and they kind of do all the work for you and get you the best rate. Bet stamp does the same thing for betting lines. And you can pick the best odds for your for your bet. They call that line shopping the best place to do it. It's an app you have to download called BetStamp. Use the promo code Kamloops last week. No kids were actually harmed on this trip. No. We do have a winner from our contest last week. A winner for the tickets to the uh, uh, Power to Blues and uh, four tickets to the Scotties. Yeah, four each. That's right. Franca. Tara Holmes' buddy. Mm -hmm. She sat at our table, remember, at the... Um, oh, at the gala. Yeah, nice lady. The gala. Yep. Nice lady. Yep. Yep. You're the big winner. You're a big pickleball. Uh, she thinks she's pretty good at pickleball, but she hasn't played us yet. Okay, we're going to meet Tara later, and uh, we're going to meet Shane Gottfriedson uh, now. Let's move on to Above the Folds. It's brought to you by Club Car Beverages. have Shane Goffertson with us today. Really great to have him. Former uh, multi-term Cookby chief of the Tecumlis Band, former regional chief, now a successful entrepreneur who owns the Tim Hortons outlet uh, on Tecumlis. And we have you here because we want to delve into the historic uh, settlement with the government, federal government. It's called the Goffertson Band Settlement, right? Uh, lawsuit. Uh, in 2012, I believe it was, so about 11 years ago, yourself as chief of Tecumlis and this and the Shishel Band, Shishelt, um, uh, launched, launched an action for reparations for uh, survivors of residential schools. It was a long process and last month, January 2023, the federal government reached an agreement with you guys for a settlement of $2.8 billion for survivors of the residential schools. And at the time you had mentioned that this money will go a ways to trying to repair the damage the residential schools inflicted on the people who went there. How is that money going to be dispersed? Is it going to be are are are, are survivors going to get cash? Are they going to, is it going to go for programs, therapy, or a mix of both? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the yes. show. And you know the the Gottfriedson versus Canada settlement was a long drawn out process. Started back when uh, the AFN 
uh, and then the conservative government under Harper yes. did the apology mm -hmm. and there was this big gathering in Ottawa where they were doing the apology and they had the national chief, the executive council, uh, the women's council, uh, and, and there was a whole lot of chiefs that were gathering and at that time, you know, it was, uh, you know, an opportunity for the chiefs to go over and support and um, we weren't allowed in the room and I said, well, I'm just going to stay home. Until uh, National Chief Phil at the time, I was, I was just going to stay home with our Phil people. Phil Fontaine. Phil Fontaine yeah. was yeah. the National Chief. Yeah. And uh, so what ended up happening, I stayed home and we set up a, a video set up in the Chief Lewis Center in the old residential school yeah. and we had an uh, invitation to all of our members to come and watch the, mm -hmm. the apology with, with us. And I remember sitting there with our people and uh, when they did the apology and everything was said and done, they, you know, one of our, our members by the name of Shirley Seymour uh, came forward and said, Chief, they never, they forgot us. Mm -hmm. And so that's when the fight began. Mm -hmm. uh, we started, uh, right then we made a commitment to our people that we were gonna do everything to, you know, make sure that they, uh, you know, got their apology and- When Shirley says they forgot us, who was she referring to? The day scholars. Day scholars, so right, because that was the second, that was the other- Well, uh, this settlement was two parts, yes, right? One they, was the Indian school day scholars. The one who went to school the, and went home. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was our main That's course, right? right? So yeah. we ended up breaking the case into, two parts, right. right? One was for the Day Scholars Class Action Settlement, yes. which was settled Settle out about two years two ago. Two years ago, and then this was And the then this one here. The people who lived at the school. No, this one here was a loss of language and culture. Okay. So we won on based on four pillars, loss of uh, language, culture, heritage, and wellness. Okay. Uh, those are the four pillars of the case. Right. And it was a $2.8 billion settlement for loss of language and culture, and uh, the largest, uh, uh, the top, uh, three settlements uh, for class action suits in the history of, of Canada, which was awarded to uh, Godfordson uh, and Fezchuk uh, from First Canada. Seashell, yeah. right? So, so this three billion dollars. How how how? It's it's in a twenty year trust, as I understand it, with nine uh, trustees, Indigenous trustees. How is how? Where does the money go? Um, is it going to go, like I say, to programs? Is it going to go? Do people get uh, awarded cash settlements? Housing. No, there's no there's no individual benefits from this. Okay. So what it is is community benefits. Right. So it was a community. Uh, it was a class action based on 326 First Nations that opted. They joined in. into that, right? They joined into Some the court right? case. Some didn't. There's yeah. a lot that didn't. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure a lot of them now are regretting that. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, for us to get to to the settlement, uh, uh, it was a long uh, long process of 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 making sure that we could actually get the, the case certified back in the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, and when we first started, I was telling you the story about Shirley and our people gathering. And, you know, it was kind of a, uh, it was a, a very, uh, you could feel the pain of our people that day. Yeah. And, you know, feeling the pain of our people and, you know, standing up and, and you know, taking their human rights issue forward was our, was number one on our agenda but for us to get all of that all of that work done and, and getting our plaintiffs getting organized and getting it certified was, was very very huge for us and once we got it certified you know there was no looking back and getting the certification which led to you know another win in the courts which led 
you know, to the ultimate uh, victory of, of the settlement. So um, it was a lot of work, a lot of patience, a lot of time, and we went through a lot of government agents sure. to, to get to the settlement and yeah. even right down to the to the walking into the courthouse. Mm -hmm. You know, Canada was, you know, they knew they knew that we had a strong case and we knew we had a strong case and we knew that our our our, our day scholars' human rights were violated and you know and um, you know, you think about it today and you put it in today's context for people that don't understand or people that don't know. You know, what if you sent your kid to school today and they were told they, they weren't allowed to speak the language yeah, that they were they exactly. were brought up in and they were called savages and the they religion were, and, uh, and their dress, everything, right? It was just yeah. it was just a total uh, you know Assimilation of our of our people, well, some, and some people call it know, genocide, too, and right? cultural genocide. Well, we we basically yeah. took that angle of, of, of you know the, the cultural genocide, and mm -hmm. you know when you look at every single story and every uh, uh, affidavit that was done by every one of our plaintiffs, you know, and including myself, you know, I was just the voice of all of our plaintiffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so Godfrey'son verse Canada. I just carried the words of our people forward, and you know, and it was hard. Uh, I'm not going to tell you it was, it was an easy process of hearing some of the stories and knowing some of the facts, and 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 getting to to the settlement. I think um, was in everybody's best interest. I think especially around um, you know what happened with the 215 discovery, and you know, and and, and the magnitude of, of that. And um, I think Canada. You know, and with with all of our our testimonies and our affidavits and people speaking their truths and telling their stories and uh, and their experiences of, of Indian residential school, um, you know, it, it it I think Canada, you know, had was backed in a corner, you know, in dealing with us and 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 rightfully so, you know, but what makes me, what gets me going at times, is thinking that. All of the struggles along the way that our people faced, that you know, we had to fight for everything to get to what, get to the end goal here, and you know, and and along the way, you know, we lost a lot of people uh, that never day scholars, not just from Camos but all yeah. across yeah. this country yeah. that never got to see. Uh, the justice or the benefits of, of what they suffered through Indian residential school. And, you know, that's that's what I think about, you know, when you talk about what the money is going to be used for, well, there's four pillars based on, you know, language, uh, culture, uh, wellness, and heritage. And each community uh, automatically gets $200,000 to come up with a plan on what four pillars that so they want to take on. What would you like to see then, in, in into specifically yeah. like into Kumloops? What would you like to see? Well, I think what I would really like to see uh, in our community, um, you know, is is some some heritage around our community. Um, I think there's a combination of the four pillars that I think are important. And that's what we fought for. You know, number one um, is a loss of language. Um, you know, for me, I would love to see, you know, all gaining a lot more fluent speakers of, of a Sequapinsgene language. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, every single pillar that, that we have on the four pillars are important. So when you talk about, 
you know, language. We're hoping to revitalize language through, uh, you know, through the school. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think what we're going to end up doing as a community, no different than the other 326, you know, start developing our plans. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, our community is very, uh, uh, very, I think, forward thinking. Uh, over time, we've, we've got a, you know, a number of strategic uh, plans and community comprehensive plans, land use plans, cultural plans. Uh, so we just, we're going to be able to, I think our, our leadership uh, under Chief Casmer uh, and, and the council will be able to do some, some wonderful things for our people. And, and I'm sure they're going to engage our, our, our community and have some community sessions and ask the people what's important to them. Yeah. What about you in politics? Are you, are you in it still in some ways? Are you going to get back into it more? No, I'm, I'm, I'm officially retired. Um, I spent, as you know, uh, four terms as uh, Chief of Kamloops. I served as our tribal chief, regional chief, and um, you know now I'm just focused on, you know, being an entrepreneur. Uh, we own two Tim Hortons, uh, part owner and two Tim Hortons. I own some property I'm developing, you know, and I'm just I, I'm more than willing to help our leadership in any way that they can to better our people. I think, you know, I did my time. It's time for other people to lead. Right now, Cook yeah. B. Casmer is our chief, and sure. and you know it, it was a good run for me and. I've I've always had goals in my life of you know, uh, you know, not wanting to be that guy to be there forever. You know, I, I don't think that's a, a productive way to lead a community. I think you know, you come in, you give your ideas, you put your time in, and you pass the reins on to somebody else. And I think that's what makes you know uh, communities successful. And you know, I really enjoyed my time as as, as chief of Camelopes, and you know, every all all the benefits and. You know, seeing so many uh, wonderful things happen in our community, you know, and, and I did my time. So uh, answer your question in a roundabout way. <laughs> no. no politics. What about uh, what about guitar playing? We heard you were dodging lessons. Yeah. But you know what? I got a guitar. <laughs> I, I'd love to get some lessons. I've been yeah. talking to Mike about there this you go. for years. Yes. Yep. I got a guitar for Christmas one year. It's not a River Song guitar. I think it might be. It could be. I don't know. But we'll get you fixed yeah. up with the right thing. I want to. I want to get playing a guitar. Do <laughs> you have anything else for Shane? No, just one last thing we wanted to, on an off topic. Um, to come loops is bidding on the North American Indigenous Games 2027. They're up against Ca Calgary and uh, Saskatoon. So one of those three cities, to come loops, Calgary, or Saskatoon, will host it because it, go, it goes rotational. Um, it would be the largest event we've ever hosted, 5,000 athletes and more. Uh, you're a big sports fan. What do you think of the bid? What do you think of the chances? Well, I just hope we get it. Yeah. I think uh, it, it's an excellent opportunity, uh, both for the community and both for the economics of the region. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you look at the amount of uh, athletes that do come, but also the families that come and yeah. support our, 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 our major. And uh, I think our Indigenous Games is, is getting to be uh, a, a very uh, massive event. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Kamloops has some facilities that are uh, world-class. Uh, it's time for the Indigenous Games. It's, it's time for you know, the rest of Canada to come visit uh, Sequapam uh, territory and uh, see what uh, beautiful country we have and what uh, the great hospitality that this city offers uh, to, to, to everybody and um, world-class facilities, world-class people and uh, 
and, and of course, one of the number one leading First Nations in all of Canada. Absolutely. We need to get the games. We need it. And when they come here, they can have a Tim Hortons, but they also have to stop by McDonald's yeah. as well. Okay, that's one of our sponsors. <laughs> well, McDonald's is our number one number one competitor. Competition's good. Competition's good. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's really, you know, whether you're McDonald's, Tim Hortons, or any other company, you know, uh, we provide services and we do a lot of employment sponsor, for a lot of people. And a lot of stuff. And we, we give a lot back Absolutely. to the community. All right. Thank you for being here today. We appreciate it, Shane. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We have you know this wonderful whirlpool here, um, and if you want something in a lower price range, I do have a floor model for sale right here. <laughs> you want to have a look inside here? Um, oh. Always knock first, just in case there's a salad dressing inside. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it just, it it back just cracks me up. Funny story, I had a gentleman in here yesterday and he brought his blanket in. He was here three times and I finally realized he was an undercover cop. <laughs> Steve's dad jokes are undeniably painful. But there is nothing, nothing cringeworthy about the service at Gorge. <laughs> is it true that you are turning wrenches for your first husband? <laughs> no, I am working here at Volkswagen. Yes, my first husband owns the dealership. Uh, yeah, so I'll do whatever he tells me to do. <laughs> okay, we're having you on because we love you and also because you're a resident matchmaker. You know about romance and Valentine's Day is coming up. So what are your general thoughts on Valentine's Day? Do you want to know the truth? Yep. Like what I really, really think of Valentine's Day? In fact, I was kind of thinking, once I get the time change stopped, maybe I'll talk to Bob Dino and we can do a little thing and stop Valentine's Day. We will not be talking about the time change anymore in this segment. So why, why love do you the not, time change. Why do you, I love the time change too. I hope it always stays. So what, what is it about Valentine's Day that you don't like? Okay, well, let's just go way back. You're pretty young, Marty, but I'll go back with uh, Foldsy and I. Let's go back to our childhood. What do we remember about Valentine's Day? First of all, it shouldn't even be for kids, but our first experience with Valentine's Day was being in school in a classroom setting. We were youngsters in grades one, two, three, four, and the classroom was all excited. You've got your little hearts, your homemade bundles up at the front where people, the kids secretly put in your Valentine's. And I remember distinctly, you know, you have your head down and everyone puts their cards in and then you're all excited and you run to the front of the class, you bring it back to your desk and you pour it all out on your desk and you look over and some of those kids in the classroom had like one or two and others had like 30. And I just think that it's really sad to think that they did that. I know nowadays it's not the same, but that was traumatizing for a lot of people. And I and you think back to that and you think, what is Valentine's Day even for those little kids? It's not for little kids, you know? And I also want to just throw this out there that um, on Valentine's Day, you can bet that a lot of married couples are going to be fighting. Like there's going to be some knock them down brawls. because. I'll tell you why, because expectations are not going to be 
um, met up because you know how someone will say, oh, honestly, honey, I don't want anything for Valentine's Day. So when the person doesn't give you something for Valentine's Day, then you start fighting and you'll say, did you see what Sarah posted on Facebook with all the flowers and things that she got? And then everyone's fighting on Valentine's Day. It's just, I don't know, like it, it just, there's too much pressure out there and there's pressure on the single people. They feel unworthy because they're looking around and society's telling you you should be all paired up and happy on Valentine's Day. There's just so much about it that is negative. I think the best part of Valentine's Day is when you're in a new relationship, like that new, fresh, exciting relationship, and then you have your first Valentine's Day together. After that, it's all downhill from there. Okay, so let's just, uh, you make some good points there. I like a lot of your points there. Let's just say there is a couple and they're both into it and they want to do a Valentine's Day thing, what are the no-nos as far as gifts? Like what are the kind of full pause that you can do? Uh, what should you not give to your partner? I don't really think there's a no-no, except if you really truly don't want anything, don't, you know, or if you, you say you don't want anything, but you secretly do, don't yeah. send those mixed messages. It's not fair to your partner. Like, I'm mean, really curious, you don't want something, and then you guys come to an agreement, and every Valentine's Day, you don't do anything. Like, my husband and I do not do anything for Valentine's Day. And I just think that it would be unfair that to suddenly, you know, bestow a bunch of person feels like, well, I didn't give you anything. But I think everybody on Valentine's Day, maybe they should order flowers and send them to someone who has been sick or someone who's been down in the dumps. It doesn't have to be a loving relationship. You'll feel great. They'll be excited to get flowers and a little gift and do it for someone who's having a tough time lately or someone who's been working really hard. It just doesn't have to be focused on lovers. <laughs> you're, you're married to the nicest guy in Kamloops. Rita's <laughs> choice of word, nicest guy in Kamloops. Yeah. Chris LaRouche. <laughs> what, what, uh, what, are, what are you guys, if you guys don't do anything on Valentine's Day, see in my, in my case, every day is Valentine's Day with us. But for you, what what um, <coughs> whether you're on Valentine's Day or, or not Valentine's Day, without going overboard, what's a nice night for a couple to go, go out and do something? You you guys went to Nandy's. You love going there. You go to the you go to the uh, Western Canada Theater. You brag about it on social media, <laughs> so all the single people can be depressed. What, what what's a what's what's a nice what's a nice night out uh, that you suggest to someone? Let's say someone who just met somebody without going overboard. Let's say Marty meets a girl, wants to take her out, but if you go too far, you set the bar too high. What should a couple starting out do? Valentine's Day or any any other night? I got you. I got you. Okay. There's this little thing right now called inflation. Everybody's stressed and money's an issue. There are so many free things you can do for someone. Invite them to go out for a snowshoe. Look at all this snow that just happened this morning. Perfect to get out to Stake Lake, maybe go for a cross-country ski, go for a hike, go for a walk downtown. There's all sorts of things that you can do. Go do it like a little bonfire out there, roast some marshmallows. I just think and with it being winter and that's when Valentine's happens, um, you could do something that's sort of free or very cost effective. You don't have to put the pressure around the whole let's go out for dinner and then who pays and just things are so stressful right now. There's some really cool ways um, to, to do things for free that are more meaningful, I think. Like write someone a love letter. Like you actually, do you remember this? Like let me just see, reach over here. See this? It's a pen. Oh my God. You can write and in then, cursive. Yes, make it look good. <laughs> yeah, cursive writing. Yeah. Oh my God. And then just write a nice love letter and surprise someone. And if you do cohabitate with someone, maybe put a little love letter somewhere where you know they're going to find it or sneak it into their lunch. Honestly, those are more meaningful 
than them. Like you talk about the commercialization of things. And like, I still think it's great to send someone flowers, but it could be, like I say, it doesn't have to be the love interest. It could be just to make the person feel special, especially if they're on their own and they're that kind of person that you know has like, well, I know Marty's not single anymore, but he was single. For Actually, a really he's, uh, long time. he's back to be single again. <laughs> Mike, you... <laughs> Yeah, I, nice. I, I just want to keep the nice, I want to keep the viewers up to date here. That's it actually all. it actually leads perfectly into my next question, which is was what's that your because of the Christmas party? Was it because of my comedy show? Yeah. No, no. Well, sort of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, you scuttled everything as per usual, Tara. Thanks a lot. Are um, you really single again? Oh yeah, he's yeah. single. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you know anybody, you're the matchmaker. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm still actually assisting a big city matchmaker with her clients all over the Okanagan. Well, there you go. I actually know a young woman. Oh, Marty, I'm sorry. You know a young woman in Kamloops? Are you guys going to edit this part out? No, no, this is this is good. You know someone in Kamloops? No, I don't, I don't want to get into this people in Kamloops. I'm sad right now. Okay, Kelowna? Sad. You got someone needs, in Kelowna? He, he needs time. He I'm needs sad time. and brokenhearted and it shouldn't be over. So <laughs> I, I know some people in my furry conventions I go to. <laughs> yeah. I do have a question, though. What is your advice for the brokenhearted on Valentine's Day? Oh, that's a good question. I'll tell you what. Fresh air and exercise. Get out with some friends. Go for a walk. Friendships. Like, I'll tell you what. Just like Marty's here to say, relationships end. My first marriage ended, and look at here I am working for the guy. Like, not all relationships are meant to be forever. Um, but you can still maintain a friendship down the road. But get together with your friends because friendships are always there. I have girlfriends. You guys have met. Oh, my girlfriend stalks you, Marty. She's actually single. You know, the one that keeps commenting on Kamloops last You're talking about Frank. Franca? She actually just won the... Uh, I'm not going to do any public matchmaking, but, but she actually just won our contest for the Scotties tickets. Oh my God! Well, she'll probably ask you to go. <laughs> okay, there you go. We, no public matchmaking dates. Um, but I'll tell you what: she is single and happy because she has those strong friendships, yes. and we you maintain those friendships. Get out together. Like, don't put so much pressure on. I mean, not everybody's married to a Disney princess like Folds, who's absolutely oh, stunning. A, a rich Disney princess oh. too. She is something else. I, I always stare at her like it's creepy. But honestly, with Valentine's you need, you need, you need, story for people. You need to get and the endorphins also, remember, going. That's right. There's also these senior people, the older people who've been widowed, and they were with someone for like 50, 60 years. That's what you call sad when they lose someone. That's who deserves flowers well, or, or someone who's been with the same person for a long time. Your, your exercise point is great. I mean, I've, I've been pretty healthy, but then I got curbed on January 15th and I hit the skip the dishes hard. Yeah. And it's not good when you get into that cycle and I no. got away from the gym. So I got back yesterday. You feel good after the bike, yeah, endorphins hour, going. It's hour good. bike and yep. you get back in the swing of things. Yep. Okay, we're, we're running along here, Tara. I want to ask one, one thing. One if you put up the magic mirror, can Tara see it? Uh, if I go full screen with it. Yeah, do it, please. Okay, you see this here? Can you see that? Uh -huh. Can you see? There, there's a guy. Uh, that guy, I would swipe right on. <laughs> yes. Can you see Mike right now? Can oh, you see him? I can see him. Can you see the board behind him? Curling. Oh, curling. No, can you see yes. the board? It's a whiteboard. Yeah. That board is Terry Lowe's. We could get him that as a sponsor of the Magic Mike just, Mirror. Just like what you got going We'd on have there. the VW thing behind him for a very affordable rate. Talk to Terry about that. The Magic Mirror brought to you by Volkswagen. Volkswagen. There you go. That would be perfect because he sponsors the Corinne Brown team. And well. I, 
Um, Corinne Brown's a customer out here. Her aunt works here at the dealership. This all makes so much sense. We'll He's out at a meeting right now, but he tends to listen to my advice now. Who there says you you're out of the matchmaking game? Who you're says you're out of the ad, ad business? So you'll get commission for this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In the car business, they call that a bird dog fee. Oh, there you go. You're a bird dog for us. There you are. Yeah. Well, right. I'm sorry about that, Marty. This wasn't the way I wanted to find out about your dissolution no, of your relationship. I'm flat out depressed You won't be the sad. first and you won't be the last. No. Nope. i got nothing but love for her and it sucks. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Thank you, Tara. Again, that was awesome as usual. Thank you. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. That is a photo from David the Hawk Eagles, star photographer at KTW. Mm -hmm. That's Megan Gurley and Olivia. I went out there with Dave the Hawk to talk to these athletes, Special Olympics BC Winter Games this weekend. They're going to be doing the curling. Yes. That's and right. um, Ken Brown was there, their coach, and Karim Brown was there. What have you learned from your coaches? Um, to like just have a good attitude and it's not always about winning all the time. And what are you looking forward to most about the games? Um, I'm looking forward to meeting all the... <laughs> okay. You're going to be a superstar with all these cameras in your face, eh? Um, I'm looking forward to meeting other athletes from other communities and just having a great time. My dad and I have had, obviously had a long-standing relationship of, of that coach-athlete. Um, kind of relationship and it's been really great to kind of see him evolve his coaching styles for um, these athletes and it's been really cool just to see us grow throughout the last I think it's been 10 years that we've been coaching Special Olympics. So you and Megan are going to go together to the games right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Megan. Uh, she's a great partner to work with. She's like we're best friends. And you're going to go to the games yeah the winter games this is my third time going. third time yeah. okay so tell me about the games experience why do you like the games um it is really fun because i get to meet friends and i get to play against different teams tell me about some of the coaching you get here i know corinne's right here and ken i think they coach you so what have you learned from them um i've learned how i learned how to slide learn how to slide mm -hmm. what's the hardest part about that you have to put your leg out and make sure you're stable. And what happens if you're not stable? Um, you fall on your butt. <laughs> have you done that before? Um, yeah. How does that feel? <laughs> not good. <laughs> not good. Okay, so Olivia, that's your friend yes. and your curling partner? Yes. Tell me a little bit about her. She is really good and she's fun. What makes her fun? Um, we have lots of stuff in common. You have lots of stuff in common. Mm -hmm. Can you share any of that? Um, we swim and we curl. So you swim and you curl and you stay active. Yeah. Why is that important for you? Because I can get stay fit for my sports and staying healthy. What's your opinion on Megan and her curling abilities? I think Megan's probably been one of the well, it's always nice to see them improve and uh, rewards just being with them out here. That's that's reward for me anyways. You can see it in their eyes when, when they've accomplished something. And that, for me, that's a, that's a big accomplishment to see them happy. And for me, that's, that's what makes it the best. That's why I keep coming back. You can find the complete schedule for the games online. Uh, they might need volunteers still, maybe. I don't know if they do. You can check that out. They need 800, so maybe they do. Anything on the show today? No, good show. Any thoughts? Shane? 
uh, Shane, Shane Godford. So I remember uh, I was at a hockey game, the Storm, Camelot Storm game, way back in the day, and my, my son was there. He was like uh, six. And Shane was there with his family or with his girlfriend or wife or whatever. And he kept trying to talk to my son. He said, hey, how about that? And my son was really shy. And he kept saying, why is that guy keep talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, well, that's the chief of the Kamloops. The Kamloops. And he goes, he's a chief? Atticus wanted nothing to do with it. He thought he was a fire chief. I had to explain the whole chief thing <laughs> to him. It was, it was interesting, yeah. But uh, yeah, Shane's a good guy. Mike, thoughts on the show? I, I really like the show. I think that uh, Shane was uh, really informative. Um, just overall, I, I, I thought it was great. Uh, Tara. Tara Holmes. Tara Holmes. Star again, no doubt. We're yeah. looking for a sponsor there for the Magic Mirror, I, brought I, to you by? VW, Vol maybe. Volkswagen. Yeah. Might be Volkswagen. VW, yeah. 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 We're also looking for a sponsor for Reader's Digest. That one just opened up. It's probably our most popular, most viewed segment. So if you're interested in that, email klw at camloopsthisweek.com. We'd love to thank... Club Car, Beverages for coming on board. Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center at McDonald's. Ba, 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 ba. Thank you, Mike. We've got 360 subscribers, almost. We're at 358. We're still growing. Next week, Sally Martin comes on to talk about Black History Month. We've got Reed Hamer Jackson and Reader's Digest brought to you by Maybe You. For Chris, for Greg the Engineer on his phone. Back from being sick. Good to see you, Greg. For Magic Mike and Bill, we'll see you last week. <laughs>